Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hello, Mama. Welcome back to the show. I'm your BFF, Heather, and I am here to remind you that we can do hard things. And guess what I'm doing today? Hard things. (laughs) I found out over the weekend that... My this podcast show has not been streaming on Spotify or SoundCloud, and I'm not sure what other platforms. And I apologize to you if you, that is where you were enjoying the show before. We have not been downloading it in the correct format, and it's so funny to me because over the weekend, a Memphis magazine interviewed me and one of the questions was what have you found difficult or challenging about podcasting and I started laughing and I said it's the technology when I was in college they did not prepare me for podcasting I mean I don't I don't know what has nothing has prepared me for the technology of podcasting let's just say that life has prepared me for podcasting, but nothing has prepared me for the technology that's required. So hopefully that's going to get cleared up soon. And if that's where you like to listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, I'm not sure where else that we've had this issue, but I switched platforms right before the 1st of January and it seemed to have messed up some things. So I apologize and For those of you who have stuck it out, if you've switched platforms to to listen, thank you so much. You have made this podcast what it is today, and we are ranking in the top 5% globally, and I cannot believe it. I mean, we have ranked on the charts in Uganda, Turkey. It's so fun. The Netherlands, the U.S. I can't even remember. It's just, it's been so much fun. And I love connecting with you. We're going to keep on connecting. And here we go. So that being said, we're going to clear that up as quickly as possible. And you will be able to listen wherever your little ears like to listen. I'm so glad. Okay, today our verse for the week is John 14, 27, and I have not been consistent with these verses for the week, and I'm going to tell you why, (laughs) because I just learned for sure it's definitely confirmed, not by a psychiatrist, but I'm definitely ADHD. I started listening to all this information, and something was posted, and there were five things that would identify you as being ADHD, and I hit 
every single one of those. And the only one that was in question was a perfectionist. And so I asked BFF Susan, I said, do you think I'm a perfectionist? And right now I'm looking around my study and it's a mess. My desk is a mess. And she said, no, you're not a perfectionist, but you are you're not a perfectionist when it comes to everyday things, but whatever project you're working on, you want it to be done correctly. So that is true. Maybe that's why I feel like the Spotify and SoundCloud issue, it's burning red hot, 10 feet tall today. So I think she's right about that. But anyway, it, you love hard. ADHD people are very passionate about the way they love people. And I do love people. That was one of the characteristics. I'm trying to think of what all of them are. There, I, I sent them to my mother. She was like, this is dead on. This is so you. And I think sometimes ADHD people get confused for type A personalities, which it's, from what I've read, that is so not true. ADHD people get really frustrated because their minds are going a million miles an hour. So that, now see, I'm circling back around to the Bible verse of the week. So I have done a verse of the week, but I have not been consistent. And so I am getting control of the ADHD. I'm not going to medicate. So don't, please don't message me about medication. I'm not going to medicate. I'm not in school. There's no reason to medicate. I've just, I have to be more consistent about writing things down. And then this is what's kind of interesting too. If you're, you may relate to this. So I will write things down but they will be on sticky notes. I have like seven notebooks on my desk right now. So then I can't remember where I wrote it down. Do you do that? You may be ADHD too. (laughs) So, I mean, they'll be everywhere. The papers will be everywhere. And my partner, collaborative partner, creative partner, He was here not too long ago, and he was asking me for a list of something, and I said, you know, I'm not quite sure where it is, (laughs) and then I went and got this big brown paper bag from Fresh Market, and y'all, it was full of sticky notes and pieces of paper that I had written notes on and torn off and put in the bag, and he said, this has got to stop. This has got to stop, and he's right. So I'm I'm getting control of this. I have one master notebook. I'm writing everything down in it, and I am committing to our Bible verse one a week. And I do a Bible verse already one a week with our LP four. So his Bible class that that gives us one. But you know, sometimes God just directs you to one. He puts it right in front of you. And that's how I feel about the one for this week. It's John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isn't that beautiful? And so if you are battling anxiety, depression, loneliness, an illness, relationship issues, financial worries, any or maybe all of the above. I hope not, but maybe I want you to go somewhere quiet by yourself 
And you're going to understand why you need to be by yourself when I tell you what I want you to do. You're going to go, what? Don't do this at the grocery store, please. Don't, you know, Costco aisle, do not do this because somebody may have you committed if you do this. So I want you to go somewhere alone. Go in your bedroom, go in your bath, do it in the shower. The shower is a great place to do this. And I want you to hold your arms out, extend your arms and Face the palms of your hands up towards the sky. And then I want you to close your eyes and face and and direct your face towards the heavens. Direct it upwards. And what I want you to do is I want you to say these words. I want you to say, Lord, I give this to you. I cannot do this alone You are the keeper of peace, and I can no longer carry this load, this burden. And he wants to take that for you, from you. He wants to carry that for you. He does not want you to carry this alone. So whatever it is that you're carrying, do that. Close your eyes and say those words, Lord, I give this to you. Please take this from me. I want you to do that. I get messages from some of you that you are battling depression or you have these certain issues and I just, I, it's a lot. It is, and I want you to just give this to him. Release this from yourself and give this to him. Say those words. And if you need to do this every day, do this every day. If you need to do this three times a day, do this three times a day. Do it while you wash your hands. Turn your palms up under the water. Lord, I give this to you. Just wash this away. Take this from me. And I promise you, if you will do this, give your thoughts and your feelings to God, he will give you peace. I hope this helps you today. Okay, So we're going to hear from another listener who is too shy or afraid of their teen to allow their own voice to be played on this podcast. Why are you afraid of your teenager? Your teenager is the person who is dependent on you for milk and toilet paper. Do you realize that? I just don't get it. We are oak trees. We are not wimpy little willow trees. And, okay, some of us are oak trees in training, but we talked about this on the last podcast episode in number 85, and I have to tell you, one of you responded on social about the topic that we discussed about not allowing kids, your kids, and your kids could be any age, they can be 13 or they can be 23, but not allowing your kids to socialize with the opposite sex in their bedroom. If they live home with you, at home with you, or they're staying with you. Now, we're not talking about five-year-olds. We're talking about preteens, teens, young adults. And I stated in the last podcast that in our home, so listen to those words, in our home, this, this is what we have established in our home, okay? We do not allow our children to socialize in the bedrooms unless they're married with the opposite sex. Now, this, this has made some people very unhappy in our home over the years 
But guess what? We are the parents and we don't care. We don't. We don't care how unhappy they get. Because here's the thing. The person who's paying the power bill makes the rules. So did y'all hear that? I hope so. If you are paying the power bill, you get to make the rules, not your teenager. So whatever that might be, you get to make the rules. Now, a lovely mom commented on social. Now, she has three little preciouses, LP, sons of her own, who are all teenagers and older now. And I believe one is married. And she commented, she said that she and her husband taught their boys to never go in a girl's bedroom And then she put, unless, in capital letters, invited by the parents, the girl's parents. And then she followed that with laughing and crying faces, which I thought was hysterical because we all know that moms and dads are never going to invite males into their daughter's rooms. So I thought that was so funny. And over the weekend, we took our LP3 for his 13th birthday, along with two friends and our LP4, who is 10, we took them to a place to play games and laser tag and do all that and have a little celebration. And my mother-in-law was with me and I was telling her about the conversation on social media, about the clip that was played from the last episode. And so it was really funny because we took that opportunity to go ahead And pass it along to these four young gentlemen that we had in the car. And this may, I'm just, I'm so thankful that this precious lady passed this along. Because this may save one of these boys a punch in the face one day. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But they are going to think twice and hopefully be more respectful. Now, some of you, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying to yourself. You are riding along. You're smiling. You're laughing. You're saying, oh, if they're going to go in the bedroom, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to find a way. They're going to do it anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Now, if I go to bed at night and somebody sneaks into a bedroom, you know what? That's on them. They know how we feel about it. If this happens... First of all, it's very disrespectful. It is very disrespectful. And not only to themselves, but to the girl and to the parents. It's just very disrespectful. So I am following this. This is a new rule that was added to our household, unless you were invited in by the girl's parents. I mean, I just think that is brilliant. It's genius. And I'm going to borrow that from now on. That has definitely been added to our list of what we want our boys. We want to instill in them to be gentlemen, to respect themselves and respect the family of the girl that they are interested in. So that being said, we're going to move on. We're about to move on. Okay, today, all right, so our voice call number. Some of you are thinking, what is this voice call number? Okay, the voice call number, if you want to call and leave a comment or ask a question, get advice, get an opinion from me, or I can post it in our We Are Your BFFs 
private Facebook group. We've done that before and, and get everybody's opinion. There are almost 500 lovely ladies just like you who are in this private group. You are so welcome to join. We all chit-chat and give our thoughts and it's helpful. It's helpful to be a member of a community who are going through the same things that you are and is a community of Christian women, full of Christian women. So, okay, the number is, if you want to call the voice number, it's 901-308-7110. Now, I know I said ladies, but I know we have a few gentlemen who do listen, and that's fine, but just know that you may learn more than you care to know some days <laughs> if you listen to this podcast. I mean, we we have talked about everything. We're going to continue to talk about everything, and if you want to listen, you go right ahead. Okay, this message is from Sophie in Louisiana. Hi, Heather. My 14-year-old daughter is constantly correcting me and making fun of the way I say things. She just started this about a year ago, and it really hurts my feelings, especially when her friends are around. I find myself snapping back, and then I get angry. It infuriates my husband. Her older brother never acted this way. Do any, do or did any of your LP, LPs do this to you? I never hear my friends talk about this, and I'm too embarrassed to bring it up to my tennis group when they are discussing their children. Sophie, I'm so sorry you've gotten your feelings hurt. Listen, that happens to everybody. That is going on with all of your friends. I don't know why people don't talk about this. Uh, we all have little precious children, <laughs> little teenagers who want to correct us. And that is part of the cycle of life. And I, if you will think back, and maybe you didn't do this, but I know that my mother, when I was a preteen teenager, she would get name. We laugh about this. She would get names confused. So she might put one of my friend's first names with another friend's last name. And it drove me bananas. And I would correct her. And I don't really know what she thought about that. But I will tell you what I think about it. So, I have an LP right now, and he is hot on my trail. Tail or trail, I don't know. He's on it, though, Sophie. He is on it, and I'm smiling. I'm trying not to laugh right now, because even over the weekend, we went to a place in Memphis called Main Event. So, in front of his friend's I said to my mother-in-law, she said, where are we going? And I said, we are going, no, this was at lunch after church, not in front of his friends, just our whole family with my in-laws. I said, we are going to the main event. Well, LP3 looks at me dead serious, no smile. And he says, mom, it's main event. Okay, he's kind of irritated because I've said it wrong. And so I started laughing and I said, I'm just so thankful that I have him here to keep me straight. And I have wasted my breath on the word the, which was totally unnecessary, apparently, to use that word. So it's main event. So anyway, this, I mean, this is happening to me. Both of the boys are doing this to me now. The girls would do this to some degree, 
but nothing like what the boys are doing. But I'm going to tell you what I do. And I'm going to strongly suggest, Sophie, that you do the same. Because this is what I've learned over the years, is that millennials, especially, I see it with them, do not laugh at themselves. They take themselves so, so seriously. They do not joke. They do not. I mean, I've just, I've never seen anything like this. And life is not meant to be that way. Life is all about, we have to put the laughter in when we can. We, we have to make it fun. If we take ourselves too seriously and we don't teach our children to laugh at themselves, what a terrible, boring, depressing world this is going to be. And I mean, it is just rampant. BFF Susan and I have talked about this about kids not laughing at themselves and taking themselves so seriously. And so what I do when my kids make fun of me, or my husband, he makes fun of me all the time. And you know what? We just laugh. I just laugh because really and truly it's funny. I know about Two years ago, we were going to a Mexican restaurant, and I said, I am going to get some tortillas. And my husband said, really? You're going to get some tortillas? And I said, I am. And, like, he started laughing. He goes, it's always made me laugh the way you say that. And I said, what should I have said? And he said, tortillas. And I went, oh, my goodness. I have always said tortillas. And he goes, I know. I never corrected you because I thought it was so funny when you would say it. I would just laugh to myself. And so we all got a big laugh out of that because, I mean, I went 48 years calling tortillas tortilla, tortillas. Now I can't say it. I'm getting confused. Anyway, I want my children to hear and see me laugh at myself. Now, if it's, I mean, this is not mean-spirited, but the thing about it is kids, they grow up and we are constantly correcting them because we're teaching them because we want them to be prepared, have the tools to be successful, whatever that looks like in life. We want them to be confident, know the right thing to say, know the right thing to do. And so we are constantly guiding them, which leads to correction. So they get to this age, they get to be about 12, 13, 14, some of them younger than that. And they go, oh, mom and dad, they they don't do everything exactly right like I thought that they did when I was six. I thought they knew everything when I was six years old. But hey, maybe they don't. And I'm starting to see that they don't, which nobody knows everything. And nobody does everything correctly. I mean, whatever that means. I mean, we definitely don't do everything perfectly. Nobody's perfect. So anyway, they go, I'm going to take this opportunity to fill them in. And if you get angry and you snap at them or your husband gets upset when, you know, you're teaching them to take themselves too seriously. Don't do that. Please don't do that because it just, it's going to take all the fun out of life for them. It's going to, I mean, it's going to make things really difficult for them because other people are not always going to handle them with kid gloves. They're just not. They're going to go out into this world and there are going to be employers that are going to correct them or 
friends or future family members. And the way they respond is going to determine how that relationship goes from that point on. And I want my kids to be able to, I'm just smiling, thinking about it. I want them to be able to look at that person and laugh and find humor. If they're being teased, I want them to laugh, laugh at themselves. So that's, Sophie, that's what, that might be more than what you wanted to hear about that. But I would not get upset about this, not for one second. Just join in and go, did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. That is so funny that I said that. And just laugh. Just enjoy it because teach your daughter. Teach her. That is a huge gift that you can give her. Teach her to laugh at herself and not take herself so seriously. What do y'all think? I'm sure some of you will will let me know. I'll have to post this in social and see what everybody else thinks. But I just, I think that's the best way to handle this. I mean, I just, I would not, I mean, I would not get upset. I would not ground them. I would not make a big deal about it. It's nothing to make a big deal about. And if their friends are in the car, you know what? Maybe their friends need to hear you laugh too. You may teach their friends something that they don't know. I mean, you could be just spreading all kind of joy, Sophie. (laughs) Y'all, we can do this. We can do this. If we have fun with this, we can do this. Parenting teens is so doable. Now, there are going to be some things that you are going to get upset about, but just this is not one of them. We're not getting upset about this. All right, y'all, I've got some great interviews that I've been lining up I've had questions pouring in. I'm going to go through these. I just kind of sat down for a second to catch up with you today. Right after my in-laws left, we had the best weekend. We played Rummy Q. We went walk. I went walking with them by myself this morning. I just soaked up the time with them as we should with all of our family and friends because we are not promised a tomorrow. So I am soaking it all up. I'm going to enjoy you and the people around me and let's just laugh. Let's laugh at each other and laugh at ourselves and let's just Life is just serious enough. We don't need to make it even more serious. All right, that's your that's the thought for the day, okay? Y'all, that is our quote for the day. Life is serious enough. We don't need to make it even more serious. I love you. Jesus loves you even more. I am always cheering for you. You've got this. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at Life Coach BFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.